You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Tillit NYC, hospitality uniforms for work and life. Look better, feel better, cook better. Visit us at tillitnyc.com. That's T-I-L-I-T-N-Y-C.com. Welcome back to The Build, our newest season of Opening Soon. We're your hosts, Alex McCreary. And I'm Jenny Goodman. Last time you heard from us, we handed the mic over to Eric, who walked us through his journey from their Outpost 1.0 location to all the different places and spaces that they looked at in the hunt for 2.0 location. All right. So what are we doing today? Well, we're going to do some time travel. We're going to go back to get a sense of what it takes to get the concept to creation. It's not just about picking the fun things like your new website, the dishes, the colors, the paintware, but there's some real brass tacks things that go into getting the restaurant open. And you're going to hear it firsthand from, from Eric, things like doing a term sheet with a landlord who may or may not have crazy ideas getting a pro bono designer who has competing interests and getting to the SLA board in New York City, which is never an easy feat. So buckle up. We're in for a bumpy ride. Expect turbulence. Just wanted to say that. Today is Tuesday, November 29th. We are fresh off of Cyber Monday. I'm tired. Giving Tuesday. <laughs> World Cup is in deep in action, and we are catching up once again with Eric C. How's it going? Hello. What's going? It's taking Tuesday. It's taking. Oh, no, it's supposed to be giving Tuesday, but it feels like it's taking. <laughs> what is being taken from thee? My energy. My energy levels. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Mama's tired. So last time we talked, yeah. you were waiting on a revised term sheet that talked about rent concession rather than deferment, which was a big topic of uh, our last chat. And you were also sort of coming to terms with some music restrictions and hours and such as that smaller tit-for-tat sort of stuff with, uh, with your potential new landlord. So where, where are you? Yeah, I'm glad you had that because I was going to ask you to update me on what's been going on in my life. <laughs> where, where were we at last? Well, as of an hour ago, I finally sent over a lease to my lawyer to start reviewing. Woohoo! You're happy with that, assume, so far. I, the, the least part, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, when my lawyer says that they're happy with it, that's when I'll be happy with it. Cause that's all jargon that I don't fully understand. There's so many additional words in there. <laughs> all meant for the sole purpose of getting you tired to stop reading it. Or, or just to like trick you basically into like not understanding. No, it's just a lawyer's enough job still. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Sorry to any lawyers who are listening. I mean, that's, it's true. It's, like nobody speaks this way anymore. It's like, it shall commence on the later of the date <laughs> in the mutual execution and demised premises <laughs> pursuant of. And it's like all this stuff, kind of stuff. I'm like, can't you just say like, lease st- the lease starts on this day. 
What is exactly a term sheet, Jen? You might hear about term sheets, not just in the context of signing leases, but general partnerships and legal documents. Basically, it lays out what the deal points are. So when you're getting ready to have your lawyer draft a lease, first you want to document in a simple form exactly what the major deal points are so then your legal bills aren't quite as crazy. That's the general idea. So how do you feel? Do you feel good about it? Or does it feel like we're not quite believing it until the lease is signed? Just a quick editor's note. There are some background noises in this next section as Jenny and Alex were having some renovations on their space at Tillit HQ. There's always reservations, regardless of how confident you feel. I feel confident in this lease and the term sheet that we've decided. Do I feel confident in the fact that we are further heading into a recession in 2023 and that I'm about to drop all this money on opening a new restaurant? No. People still got to eat. That's what I keep telling myself and I'm going to need a job regardless. So (laughs) recession or not, I still need a job. So trying to put stuff like that out of my mind. I feel like I just opened a restaurant and, and here I am doing it again. So what are your lawyers telling you for timeline to have the lease reviewed, executed, next steps? What are you working on while that's happening? I sent it to my lawyer just about an hour ago. So I guess it depends on what else is on his desk when it lands. We haven't talked about what kind of timestamps we'd be looking at. Like if my lawyer's in agreement, are we going to try and start on December 7th, or are we going to wait for a day that's like December 1st or December 15th? So I am waiting on that. December 1st is not going to happen because that's in like two days. Right. Uh, But in feeling pretty confident about moving this lease forward, I already started the SLA process. Is that the same lawyer you're using for your lease or are you going to somebody else? I was recommended to this lawyer from the people that run for all things good. It's their lawyer. Come to find out it's pretty much this same SLA lawyer for every restaurant I know in Brooklyn. So if there's somebody who has a monopoly, it's definitely like the SLA liquor lawyers. Well, everybody seems to really love him. And so monopoly sounds like a, a, a more negative connotation, but I've been told that he's like the wolf of liquor licenses. Can I share the name for our listeners? Uh, Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly is my SLA lawyer. We have a meeting with the community board on Thursday. Wow, fast. Yeah, (laughs) I'm happy that that part's moving fast. In the past, these liquor licenses in New York could take months and months and months, depending on what kind of permits, just SLA moving at a snail's pace in general. Now they've made it a lot easier ever since COVID to kind of expedite this process. I can get a temporary license once I'm approved through the community board for, I think, 60 or 90 days, only covering beer and wine while my full license is processed. But the timeline on this is like two to three months nowadays. I mean, that still seems long. So essentially get the ball rolling like you're doing now. You don't even necessarily have to have a lease. It's just a matter of the fact that you're spending money on it before you... Committed? Well, the community board wants to see the lease, and there's that's part of the the longer piece of the timeline. Is that first you have to you also have to get on the calendar for the community board, and they may only have those hearings once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get on it 
for this one, you might have to wait a whole nother month so they can hear your case. Um, and you can't finish your application until you've been approved by your community board. So there's all these other little pieces. So how's the prep going? Do you have all the pieces you need or are you, are you scrambling to get it together? I'm scrambling to get it together. I have to get 25 community support signatures. 25? 25. Do you have anybody like helping you with this or is it just all you? Well, my lawyer and he's actually going to come to the hearing with me. And then Lonnie is going to help me canvas for signatures. Like y'all just need to stand out there with some like baked goods and like big smiles. I know that's a good idea. I didn't really think about bribing people. (laughs) It seems like this is really, this is what you're waiting for to get the ball rolling. So the ball is rolling. Yes. No more hurry up and wait. No, it's hurry up. Today is Friday, December 16th. The holidays are in full swing. France and Argentina are facing off in the World Cup this weekend. Tornadoes are ripping across the country, and former President Trump has trading cards. (laughs) So let's dive in to what's happening with you, Eric. Wait, has what? Trading cards. You haven't seen this? Oh, my God. It's like him as a superhero. It's I thought it was a joke until two days later. I, like it was definitely confirmed by like. It's not a joke. It was confirmed by legit real news sources. sources that he developed or is. I have no promoting? idea, and I don't really think that we should give him any more airtime. But I just thought <laughs> that was very interesting and unique, and a testament to where we are in the world. Unfortunately, so how are you? When I was collecting signatures, I heard from a couple other business owners on the block that uh, the relationship that uh, was expressed to me that the old tenant and this landlord had as as told by the landlord was a little different than the relationship that the tenant shared with the other business owners on the block. Mm-hmm. Right, so you had told us that the landlord mentioned that the previous tenant had a brain cancer and, and moved back to France. For that reason. Yeah. Well, when I mentioned that to one of the other business owners on the block, uh, they went, Brain tumor? I don't know. If he had a brain tumor, it's because that landlord gave it to him. That landlord was an asshole. Oh my God. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, don't tell me that I'm in the middle of this process. Where do you currently stand with the liquor application? We made it through the first community board meeting, and then I have to do the full board in January. Oh, so it's another one? I didn't know you had to do two. <laughs> I thought it was just one. I don't even know what the first one was for. A practice. So nice. You're doing it twice. Like a Man. Was, so, what's, so what happened in the first one? No, I guess this is the way it goes. Because um, there were three other restaurant bars that had to present too. And then we all have to come back for the January 9th one. My SLA lawyer was trying to prep me for the next meeting. And he was explaining to me that it'll be a little, there'll be more people that are more stringent and have tougher questions. And he was like, and some of them are racist. Um and they're not going to want you in there to open a business in their community. And I was like, oh, I think I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's not racism. Um, that's discrimination. That is a form of discrimination. I was like, but I think you're misunderstanding what uh, racism actually is in this country. And I was like, but I also fully understand uh, their concerns about gentrification. Right. So he's meaning like people are concerned about gentrification that you're pushing out the neighborhood that's yes. affordable to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very valid concern. Uh, and wanting to make sure that there's diversity and culture in the 
community that are supportive of it. How do you plan on engaging the community if that is a concern? I mean, we already do. Um, yeah. I'll just continue doing that. And it usually it's, happens pretty organically, especially once you set up because you get to meet the neighbors, you get to meet the community. They come to you, you look to them. Uh, it all, it happens, it happens pretty naturally if you're actually um, interested in connecting with the community. So it's been a heavy week. Do you have kill criteria for this space? Like, have you thought about what does it look like if you have to walk away? What kind of information do you need? Or Not yet. I've got a, he, they were supposed to be reaching out to my lawyer today with those other two touch points and hearing back from the insurance, um, especially for the liquor liability. If my, if all of these expenses like taxes and insurance and stuff are going to really make this unattainable, then that would be a kill point. Um, if they're not going to move on any of that. And sometimes I also just need to step away from my computer email for a few hours so that I, again, can remove my business interest from my ego and not react uh, because I'm upset about the way that he communicates with me. Sorry. You're slowed down a little bit, right? Tell us sort of what your next steps are and what you see in the next few weeks. I don't know, because part of signing it before this was to get ahead of the holiday because that's going to slow everything down anyway. Um, and we're I'm leaving town on the 20th, so we were trying to, if this was going to happen, get it signed before I leave. Um, and I, I wasn't really planning on any work being done in December anyway because we'd be, like, filing for permits and that stuff can all just sit and wait. And then in January would be the quick turnaround time. Um but yeah, every day seems to push it back a little further. Uh, also, my designer has been really overwhelmed with some personal things, so I haven't gotten the design schemes back yet. Uh, so I'm also starting to freak out a little bit about that. I'm like, am I about to design this space myself? <laughs> and I had been waiting on the design to start picking out the some of the other elements that I can get ahead on, like like even just trying to pick out the plates and work with the design of the menu and uh, seats and all of those things. Because I can I can start ordering things now, but I just need to know what direction we're going in design-wise. So I should probably follow up with him after this. So if this doesn't work out with, the, with this designer, then you would just take it on yourself rather than try and find someone else? I don't think I would have the time to find somebody else. And also, this was going to be... Um, like a pro bono thing. He's been with like working through this with me for the last six, seven months, like all the times that have fallen through. But especially when you're working with somebody on the side like this, because uh, he works for a big firm, um, you're also kind of uh, subject to what's going on in their life because it's not their main thing. But design work, like hiring a designer can be insanely expensive. And also that's another thing of like finding the right person and the right vibe. True, true. All right, so there's a lot a lot on the table. When do you come back from holiday? I think like January 4th or 5th. Are you trying to unplug while you're there, and, or do you anticipate that you'll be deep in negotiations still during your break? I hope that I'm not in negotiations still. <laughs> if I'm not, if it's not signed by next Tuesday, then I feel like there's definitely a bigger hurdle than we're anticipating in this conversation right now. 
We started Till It about 10 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. And since then, we've outfitted hundreds of thousands of chefs across the country and work with over 6,000 restaurants. Alex, do you want to tell our listeners why we started Till It? Sure. So basically, we started it out of need and out of something that uh, I felt like was necessary in the industry. I had been a chef for uh, nearly 20 years and was essentially tired of wearing the clothes that were provided. I didn't feel good in them. I didn't feel proud of who I was in my career um, and felt like better options that were more functional, that were better designed, that were more contemporary, uh, were very necessary in this industry. I can't believe I went out with you wearing those old baggy chef pants and chef coat when we first met 20 years ago. Yeah, but look at us now. now look at us now. We're nice and outfitted well and awesome uniforms. And, and we make everything from uh, work pants, work jackets, aprons, chef coats, shirts, the whole nine, right? So if you're interested in getting some fresh gear for yourself or for your team, give us a visit at tillitnyc.com. That's T-I-L-I-T-N-Y-C.com. Give us your hot take on the landlord. He is the bra worst. Oh my God, <laughs> that guy. He's just so intense. He's he actually is like a music producer and he looks yeah. like Phil Spector and he's so intense. Have you guys met him? Did he come down? That, yes. Oh Super skinny white guy, like big hook nose, big giant curly hair, like really intense, like wiry guy. Music producer, he has a studio upstairs. Mm-hmm just heard from Lonnie Holiday, hilarious human. Has he told you this story about how we met? They vary from person to person. Um, the thing about our friendship and our relationship is like, we really know each other. You just heard from Lonnie Holiday, chef and all around hilarious human, who just popped by our offices at Tillit, not the podcast studio, so explains a little bit of the quality of the sound recording. So it's great content, not great quality. Apologies. Listen on. We met at a now defunct culinary co-working space slash incubator. Uh, RIP, uh, it's, it's called Pilot Works. We were both sort of like freelancing and building our businesses. He says that I harassed him. He says that like when he tells his story, I was there, I wasn't doing any work, air quotes. There was air quotes, yep. And uh, I was just like sitting around like raining over my domain and I like yelled at him from across this 10,000 square foot kitchen about some stuff that was like in the way of my stuff. and. He, this is the story he tells. I remember it slightly differently, but then I went out into the little lobby area and he came and like sat on the arm of my chair and like told me all of these like private secrets about himself. And, like just like kind of told me his whole life story. He's like, I, you're very bitchy. And like, I really want to be friends with you. And I was, and literally we've been like biggest thieves ever since. So we would, it was like a double galley and we would just share. Like I'd book in the morning and he'd book in the afternoon and we would both just share the space to share the cost. And we've just been like working that way ever since. Um, we have very similar work styles, visions, uh, similar like experience. We're both like lifers in the industry. And so we share a lot of the same values and we just really click. Like he is very much like a people first. 
Um, like get the work done, do a fantastic job, but like he is somebody who really prioritizes his relationships. And as our friendship has grown, we just keep showing up for each other. And I think that our shared core values like are, are just, it's the thing that keeps us together and extending and flexing for each other. So that's how we met. I do all kinds of things. I produce events, I'm a baker, I had a baking company called Brutus Bake Shop. These days I help other chefs like manage their careers, doing comms and productions and brand building. So tell us how you got folded into the project with Ursula. Uh, Ursula, yeah. So in that time when he had lost his space, I had gotten my own commercial kitchen space doing like wholesale. I was retailing out of his space. So we were always sort of like, we never really, we weren't together every single day because I used to work out of his big space that he lost, but I'd see him all the time. And, you know, he's gone through a lot with Ursula. Like it blew up, he got the Star Chefs, the James Beard nomination. I mean, I'm sure all these other accolades that when he hears this, he's going to be a little annoyed that I have forgotten to mention. Mm -hmm. um, but... I've just always been there. Like we just, we have this bond that like, there's a lot of trust. We are both very truthful with each other. You know, we don't really sugarcoat shit. You know, he'll complain about his staff and I'm like, yeah, like they're misbehaving. And also it's because you allow that and you're going to keep having these problems until you put your foot down or whatever it is. And he listens, you know, he, he's not somebody who takes everyone's advice. He doesn't really care what most people have to say because he understands that like, not everyone's opinion is valuable per se. And so he, I guess he's just always valued my opinion. You know, and he's just, he's just spread thin. Like dude works in the restaurant every single day. I've been telling him for at least a year straight get a phone case for a start because he's gone through like 16 phones. <laughs> but, um, I've been telling Life him, like, lessons. Get, get a, phone a, get a GM, like get a GM. You need a GM. Like you need a layer between you and them. And like, you know, it's like you can work in your business or you can work on your business, but doing both is really difficult. As he goes into the new space, how do you think the good vibes of Ursula will carry through? And, and what do you think it'll do for, you know, a lot of those things you just mentioned for Eric, you know, maybe put him at a little bit of ease and allow him to grow and hire a GM, like you said, or whatnot. What, what do you see for the, the positive future of, of the new space? He's going to be able to offer more things like there'll be a liquor license as long as it gets approved. Come on, SLA gods. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he just he, he really wants to do more elevated food like the the breakfast burritos and the sopapillas and those things that he's known for those really came out of like a function. Like he needed to sell stuff. You know, he's classically trained pastry chef. He's worked at like really high end um, pastry positions in the city for a decade. The split with his ex-business partner was very acrimonious mm -hmm. and the breakfast burritos were his thing. He's New Mexican. Those are like his comfort foods. They were selling them at the cafe during the pandemic, the old one. Um, but he envisioned this new thing. It was really tough on him. He lost his business. And I was like, just let go. Like sometimes 
you know, when you're doing that tug of war, like you just got to let go. And he did, he went on a road trip and had to think, and he went in this direction of like, you know what, I'm going to do this thing that's mine. And it really is like, he's so happy to be doing this thing. That's like very much his, it's like where he's from. It's all his comfort food. His parents are super involved. His parents like send him beans. His parents send him like, like food for the restaurant. Um, I was, we were there in August and we were, we stayed at their house. I went to the garage and there was like a stack of like 50 pound bags of dried pinto beans oh in God. there. Well, no, they, that was when they did the chili roast. So they had driven a thousand pounds of chili back. So there was a van full of chili. He and his dad drove it back, but in their garage, it was like a 50 pound bag of pinto beans but like a stack of them and it's like so his parents are very in the beginning like his mom would like his mom worked for southwest airlines forever and she would just come like once a month and bring like suitcases of like green chili (laughs) and i think that you know to have more space the ursula as it stands now in sterling and bedford I love it. And it's also just like the worst in terms of like, it's teeny tiny. Everybody's on top of each other. There's it's standing room only the light in there sucks. Like it's cold or it's hot and it's just not like a physically comfortable space. So for him to have, you know, it's going to be this open design. It's an open kitchen for him to be able to like be on the line and like reigning over his dominion, see the guests walk through the door, see people enjoying talking with people and really like being much more integrated physically. You know, he'll be in the kitchen. People are going to line up near the open kitchen to wait for their food to go. He's going to be able to chat. He's going to be able to like really interact. And I think that he's just such a people person. Like I think that he is going to really love to be able to like be front and center and you know he's he's like i want you to be the gm and i was like you need a gm like hey if it's me or if it's anybody else like please just get that working with him like we just have the banter and we we set a tone for hospitality you know with the staff and with the the guests that I just think is really wonderful and really special. And, um, you know, running a restaurant is like being parents, you guys know, it's like they're looking at you and your energy is really what's setting the tone. So I just think that, you know, having mom and dad there is gonna really just just continue to go from strength to strength and really like blossom and grow and, he needs to retire in five years. He's gonna like break and die. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. so are you in? Are you the GM? Yes and no. I mean, TBD, <laughs> we'll see when this podcast airs. Um, he asked me the other day and I was like, you gotta pay me this amount of money. And he's like, I think I can do Was it do a billion that. dollars? Like it was about? a billion dollars, <laughs> but every two years will be fine. Uh, no, I'm project managing. The new space opening, it's like we're actually gonna go to Utica Ave and look at some equipment later. And that is Lonnie Holiday in a nutshell. Baker, entrepreneur, good friend of Eric, and potential GM for the new Ursula. So stick around for the rest of the season and hear if she decides to join the Ursula team as general manager. We just got a taste of Eric's process of turning his concept for Ursula into a real-life creation, which seemed pretty logistically challenging. 
Eric started with an idea even all the way back when he was at the Awkward Scone and graduated that concept into Ursula in his current location. Now he's bringing that identity into a new evolution in a new space. With goods, we didn't necessarily take that path. So again, a lot of juxtapositions between how things have been going for Eric and how we did things at Good, because do you even remember how our lease negotiations went? I don't, and I don't know that it's what, that I just like blocked it out or that we just didn't even take part in the lease negotiations. I'm pretty sure from what I recall that your brother handled that part of it. We didn't ask questions. We just sort of, it was just something that was done. And then we got to the next step and we started working on that. And then we went to the next step and we just built as we went. And obviously that didn't turn out so great. Yeah. I think basically my brother was like, Hey guys, I signed a lease. Let's do this. And we were like, Oh, cool. <laughs> or no, it was like, what should we do now? Yeah. What should we do now? And it was like, uh, what does the lease say? It's cheap. That's what he said. Yeah. So were there red flags in the lease? No, but were there red flags on us? Yes. Lots of them. So it's January 9th. I'm a little under the weather, but I have the lease in hand. After three stops looking for a notary, I finally got the lease notarized. It came to downtown Manhattan, the Battery Park City, to drop it off and the deposit with his lawyer and um, was ready to have a pretty momentous moment, but their uh, offices closed early today. So I guess we're gonna try again on another day. Update, uh, somebody from their office came down from the messenger center, picked up the lease. I didn't hand it off in person, so we'll see how many more days this takes, but signed, notarized lease, and a lot of money have just been handed off to my landlord's lawyer. For all of the back and forth uncertainty of everything that's gone on the last year, feels really weird to have just passed that off because now it means it's go time. No more dragging feet, no more pretending, no more way out. Coming up next on The Build... Uh, it looks like we have a question from the public, Lanny Holiday. Ooh, you see that name? Give me a second. I don't see them anymore now. No, I, I see them. I got them. Oh, there we go. Go ahead, Lanny. The um, notice said that you can share a statement of support. Yep. Is that the time for that now? Yep. Okay, I, I just wrote a couple things. I'll be about a minute. All this stuff costs a lot of money too. So that's, I'm like being pulled from both ends because it's exciting, but it's like money, 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 money. That's all that we're talking now. The Build is produced by Armin Spingen, Taylor Early, Matt Patterson, Alex McCreary, and me, Jenny Goodman. And a special thanks to Eric C. and Lonnie Holiday for all of their willingness and time to share with us on this journey. A very special thank you to the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts for their support of Taylor's work as the Julia Child Writing Fellow. Our audio engineer for this episode is Armin Spingen. 
This program is supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. Opening Soon is powered by Simplecast. Opening Soon is a production of Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe. And how are you managing like your mental health and your stress level and all of those things right now? Uh, at three o'clock every day, I bang my head against the wall 10 times. <laughs> Hi, HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers. And we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.